I read where Donald Gray Barnhouse, Donald Gray Barnhouse, he wrote, I was driving to my wife's funeral where I was to preach the sermon. As we drove into a small town, a truck in front of us stopped at a red light. It was the largest truck I'd ever seen. And the sun was shining on it at just the right angle that took its shadow and spread it across the snow in the field beside it. As the shadow covered the field, I said, look, children, look there at the truck and look at the shadow. If you had to be run over, which one would you want to be run over by? Would you rather be run over by the truck or by the shadow? His youngest child said, the shadow wouldn't hurt anybody. He said, that's right. And death is the truck. But the shadow is all that ever touches the Christian. The truck ran over the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the shadow has gone over your mother. Oh, what comforting words to know that Jesus was hit by the truck so you and I would only face a shadow. <laughs> Miss Kelly, it was just a shadow that got mislived. <laughs> it didn't harm her. It took her into the presence of God. Oh, what a, <laughs> what a glorious truth. That we who know Jesus as Lord and Savior, we're at best when death comes. It's just a shadow. It's just a shadow. The Bible tells us here, as we look at the emphasis of this story that we just read, death is the emphasis. It centers on the death of Jesus. And because of his death, you and I have eternal life today. When we look here in the passage today, we begin to see this truth. The Bible tells us in Luke 24, verses 25 through 27. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets, that all the prophets have spoken, ought not, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them. In all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. This is God's holy word. God, we thank you for your scripture that speaks of your son. We thank you, God, for your truth that gives us comfort and peace and joy. We thank you, God, for your salvation that you provided and for you calling us to yourself. Oh, God, we thank you for the work that your son committed to do so that we could have everlasting life. Oh, God, we thank you this day that we get to observe this supper to identify with Christ. We get to observe baptisms of those who have recently given their life to you through Jesus and whose lives are identified with him. Oh, God, we thank you. For this day, we ask that you would continue to move and minister. If there's one with us that doesn't know you through your son, Jesus Christ, speak to their hearts today. Let this be the day that they give their life to you. 
In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. As we look in this passage, we want to look at the context of what's going on. Many of us know this narrative and how this narrative centers around two men who are discouraged. They're discouraged due to the events that are surrounding the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. These two men were traveling from Jerusalem to a, 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 a village called Emmaus, just right outside of Jerusalem, about seven miles outside of Jerusalem. And, and they were talking to each other about all the things that have taken place. And they reasoned with each other. Je- and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jesus drew near to them. Has that ever happened to you? I, I would say that it has. The day that you got saved out of nowhere, you probably didn't have him as sinner on your mind. You probably, you probably had other things going on in your life and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, there the Holy Spirit was convicting you of your sin and calling you to himself. It seems like this is the scenario that's taking place here with these men. They are out of nowhere. Jesus draws near to them. Aren't you glad that's what he does? He drew near to you. He drew near to me. I didn't go looking for him. He came looking for me. Here he draws near to them. And they were not aware of of who they were entertaining And when Jesus asked them what they were talking about that made them so sad, they replied as if, are are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Do you not know what the chief priests and the rulers have done? They delivered Jesus, this Jesus of Nazareth, this prophet, uh, this one who was mighty in deed and in word. They delivered him. To death by crucifixion. They shared that their hope was in him to redeem the world. To add to their dilemma. On the third day. After the crucifixion. Women went to the tomb. And when they got there his body wasn't there. Others, when they come and told the story, went running to the tomb. And when they got there, his body wasn't there. And then Jesus speaks up to them. Oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And at the beginning of Moses and of the prophets, he, he expounded to them all the scriptures concerning himself. See, the thing was, ought not the Christ. They were looking at him as a prophet. They were looking at him as a great teacher. They, were look, they saw him as the rabbi. They didn't see him as the Christ. They didn't see him as the anointed one. They didn't see him as their Messiah. So therefore, they weren't able to recognize that everything that Jesus had been through had been prophesied. So now Jesus expounds on the Old Testament law and he expounds on the Old Testament prophets. And when we get a glimpse into the Old Testament scriptures, we see Jesus everywhere. (laughs) But (laughs) this passage reminds us 
of just how real it is to be to actually miss the forest for the trees. Because there were men, these men had been following Jesus and they hadn't heard what he had been saying. They may have listened, but they hadn't heard it. It hadn't resonated with them. So when we look here, what we see, the first thing and only thing we're going to cover today is Jesus understanding that he was, that he was born to die. We see that here in this text, while Jesus, a master teacher, be, uh, begins teaching them on this road to Emmaus, uh, by revealing the truth of the ancient writings, there's evidence that even at the beginning, at the earliest part of his ministry, Jesus knew he was born to die. Oh, think about this. At his baptism, we're going to cover this and that's going to be as far as we cover. But just at his baptism, Jesus, it was clear to Jesus that he was born to die. At his baptism, his purpose was awfully clear to him of why he come to earth. Baptism is a picture of the death and resurrection. In his baptism, Jesus was dedicating himself to, to ministry and that would culminate into the death and his death and his resurrection the voice of God was heard saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased this statement by God is a fulfillment of Psalm 2 and 7 which says I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me you are my son today I have begotten you in Isaiah 42 and 1, it's, the Bible says, Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. So when God spoke and said, This is my son in whom I am well pleased, he covered all what the prophets and what the law had to say about Jesus. And when John the Baptist felt him, Self to be so unworthy to baptize Jesus. He even says, you ought to be baptizing me. Jesus said, permit it to be so now. For that, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. What righteousness was he speaking about? To fulfill all righteousness, Jesus had to be committed to living out a life worthy of being the once and for all sacrifice for the sin of all mankind. So he was and he is the sacrificial lamb who takes away the sin of the world. His righteousness was needed so that you and I could receive it and enter into the holy of holies. God, on the cross, when we accepted Jesus, our Lord and Savior, God took our filthiness, applied it to the cross, and took Jesus' righteousness and applied it to our lives, even though we didn't deserve it. Yes, <laughs> he is the sacrificial lamb who takes away the sin of the world. We sang a song last week. Jesus understood he was born to die. The lyric said, shepherds gaze and wonder why angels' voices sing. The night of nights has come and brought the world the long-awaited king. The earth is filled with gladness and yet the heavens weep. For heaven's eyes can see 
that he was born to die for me. Jesus, baby, Jesus. Is that a tear in your eye? Jesus, sweet baby Jesus, you must know that you were born to die. He was born to die for you and I. Oh, you know, sadly, we're living in a time that in this world, people don't want to hear about how a Savior was betrayed. They don't want to hear how he was falsely accused, how he was illegally tried, how he was beaten and nailed to an old rugged cross. But he suffered all of that for you and I. In this world, many don't want to speak of the death of our Lord and Savior. They don't want to offend anyone by saying our sins nailed him to an old rugged cross. They don't want to hear about the sacrifice of our Lord taking on the penalty for our sins. (laughs) So that we can be forgiven. But he did it for you and me. In this world, many don't want to hear about a resurrection. They don't want to insult anyone's intelligence to say that a man was placed in a borrowed tomb and on the third day, uh, he was raised victoriously over death, hell and the grave. But he did it for you and for me. Many, not all, but many in this world, they just want to be placated. They want to be told that life will be a bed of roses. Once they surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Christian life, you know, it's not hard. The Christian life is not hard. Life, you better believe life is hard. Whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, life is hard. But when we are saved, when we've been born again, we can know that he walks with us in each and every step. Of this hard life. There's never a moment. He's not with us. Many don't want to hear. That the world came against him. And the world will come against us. But let not your heart be troubled. He has overcome the world. And because he has overcome the world. And when we place our faith in the Lord Jesus as our savior. We have overcome the world also. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Folks, the world don't want to emphasize the death, burial, and the resurrection of our Lord. The world don't want that promoted, but it's the gospel. The gospel says that Jesus was born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit of God. The gospel says he lived a sinless life and he died a sinner's death. The gospel says that he took our sin, the wrath of our sins upon himself and he died in our place. The gospel says they placed him in a borrowed tomb and on the third day he rose victoriously. The gospel says that he's coming back and he's coming back to receive us unto himself. This is the gospel message. 
Do you believe it today? If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, my question is, do you believe the gospel? If you believe the gospel, you can be saved. If you believe the gospel, if you believe that he died and God raised him from the grave, and you're willing to confess him as your Lord and Savior, right now you can be saved. Repent of your sin. Call upon him. If you'll just pray with me, if you're ready right now to receive Jesus as your Savior, pray with me. God, I know I'm a sinner. And I need you in my life. And the only way to have you is to believe in your son. God, I believe in Jesus. I believe he is your only begotten. And I believe he is the savior of the world. God, I confess my sins to you. And I receive Jesus as my savior. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you're done right now. Now help me, God, to serve you. Teach me what I don't know. Help me to be your disciple. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you've prayed this prayer and you believe in your heart that Jesus has saved you, just come tell me. Just come tell me. As they begin to sing this song of invitation, would you just come tell me that you received Jesus as your Savior? Is there one?